Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We've got a lot to talk about today. We have the Cooper Cup contract extension, which is on the verge of happening. I told you this was coming down very, very soon, which was going to potentially impact DK Metcalf's contract, potentially impact the feeling and and uh, a potential vibe going on in San Francisco as they are, are, are waiting and, and dragging their feet on getting Debo Samuel signed and extended. We've got Russell Wilson talking about wanting to be paid the highest paid quarterback or the highest paid NFL player in in NFL history. He wants a contract extension. Lamar Jackson doesn't want a deal right now. What's going on with Lamar? All this trickle effect that's going to have uh, that's going to take place once one of these deals drops. Cooper Cup, that cascading effect across uh, the other wide receivers, DK McLaurin and Debo. The Lamar Jackson contract or no contract or the Russell Wilson extension or no extension that could cascade down the quarterback uh, contracts. It's going to be crazy. We got Najee Harris news. We've got uh, a picture of Leonard Fournette right here. And I'm not trying to make light of his weight gain. I'm trying to educate here. People were blasting me yesterday in our mock draft saying, Smitty, you're crazy. How could you not like Leonard Fournette in round two? ADP suggests Leonard Fournette's going at 2.12 to 3.2. You're off base, Smitty. I can't tell you how many times I heard it last day. Smitty, you're wrong on Leonard Fournette. He's worth a second, late second round, early third rounder. And I absolutely think everybody's out of their mind to even consider drafting Leonard Fournette at the end of the third round. And some of you are on me, riding me constantly saying, Smitty, you're wrong about Fournette. This man has gained a lot of weight. He's dropping footballs. He's got a kid breathing down his neck named Rashad White that's hungry for the job. And Rashad White said, I'm not here to be a backup. I'm here to start football games as the starter for my team. They brought this guy in and everybody's defending Leonard Fournette. They're defending Leonard Fournette and his phantom late second to to early third round ADP, which in my opinion, is computer-generated, regurgitated, bad ADP data that piles on top of each other from auto-picks. There's no way that a sane individual that watches my content, that consumes my content, is literally going to actually draft Leonard Fournette in round two. Because if you're if you're going to draft Leonard Fournette in round two, you're not watching my content. I don't know what you're doing. You're on a, a, a forever lap is what you're on. Not on my watch, not with Rashad White, the best receiving back in the 2022 NFL draft class, breathing down Lenny's Lenny's neck. Just breathing down Lenny's neck. Lenny is not, there's no risk baked in to Leonard Fournette. Um, Yeah, third round, no. Second round, absolutely no. You're taking laps if you mention second round value out of Leonard Fournette on this show. You're taking a lap every single time you talk about it. Every single time you talk about it. It's Rashad White. To the moon. To the moon, baby. It's moon season. And Rashad White has a date. He has a, a an engagement already set up with the moon and the rocket. All the way up straight to the moon call. Moon call. Rashad White, baby. Let's go. I'm all in. 
on Rashad White. Okay, let's get Leonard Fournette off the screen. Leonard Fournette, we wish you well. Rashad White, we wish you more well. (laughs) Rashad White season, baby. To the moon. Moon call. To the moon. (laughs) Love Rashad White. I can't wait. I can't wait for these Leonard Fournette believers. Like, second, 2.12. Are you out of your minds? Who's out of their mind right now? Raise your hand if you're out of your mind. If you're one of these Leonard Fournette in round two people, raise your hand. Because we need to send you on an official lap in front of everybody. You need your medicine. You need to take it. This is tough love. This is coach yelling at you. Let's stop with the Leonard Fournette business, okay? Enough of it. Enough of it. Out of my mind, says... uh, Whatever your username is. Yeah, okay. Start taking your lap. Take your lap. Yeah, my, Brandon, Brand, uh, our Brian MC is definitely taking a lap. This is the guy right here. I'm, I, he's my boy. Brian, I, I appreciate you. But Brian was drafting him over and over in the mock drafts last, last night at 2.12, 2.11. And I'm screaming at him. And, and a couple people came to his defense. I was very shocked. A couple people said, Leonard Fournette, round two. No, that could work. That could work, Smitty. Absolute craziness to me. Absolute crazy. Like, I'm I'm shocked at the Leonard Fournette support that, that still lingers out there. There's not a lot of you, but there are a few of you that are banding together. You're very loud together. Very loud little bunch. And they're just like Leonard Fournette, second round. Yeah, 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 we like it. We're doing, we're doing it live. And I'm like, no, you're not. Not on my show. Not on my watch. You're running laps if you want Leonard Fournette. Anywhere near the, the top of the third round or even late third round. You draft Leonard Fournette in round three at all, and I'm absolutely lap blasting you. And that's fine, right? That's fine. It's good. Laps are good for you. But Brian, stop it. Brian, what do we learn? Brian, what did we learn yesterday when you were patient and you let Leonard Fournette fall to your fourth round draft selection? You loved your team. So enough of it. Enough of it. You learned yesterday what to do with Leonard Fournette. You let him fall. Somebody takes him early. So be it. So be it. Um, Look, Deshaun Watson, I hate to keep going down this road, but Deshaun Watson is in the news We need to talk about it. I'm going to try and bring you different content each day on it because we will be talking about it each day as all this stuff keeps unraveling. Deshaun Watson's 22 cases has grown to 24 cases over the last week. Two more cases have been added since the 22 that were pending in civil court when he signed his his new contract, his $230 million guaranteed deal. His attorney went on Sports uh, 610 radio. I believe is where he did the interview and said this. Man, and add a massage. Okay, here, listen to listen. How many men are out there now? How many men are out there now? That have had a massage. That have had a massage. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna I'm gonna word by word this for you because it's a little it's a little bit uh, hard to hear. But I don't know how many men out there that have had a massage. That perhaps. That perhaps. Occasionally there was a happy ending. Occasionally there was a happy ending. Okay, he I don't know how many men out there. This is his attorney. This is Deshaun Watson's attorney. I believe it was yesterday. Came out and said this. I don't know how many men out there. 
I don't know how many men out there listening that have had a massage. <laughs> then occasionally, occasionally, not every time, just occasionally, ends in a very uh, a suitable ending. <laughs> okay, keep listening. This gets bad. This gets bad, people. This is his attorney. This is not a good look. And your listening audience that ever happened to. I do want to point out I do. Okay, so he doesn't know how many of the listening audience this has happened to. Okay, and then he says this. If it has happened, it's not a crime. If it has happened, if it has happened, it's not a crime. If it has, if it has happened, it's okay. Come see me. Come see me. I'll be your attorney. If it has happened. It's okay. It's not a crime. Let's keep listening. Let's get, let's find out why it's not a crime. Let's find out why. Okay. Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you... Extra or so. Unless you... It's not a crime unless you're paying somebody extra or so. What so? Can you define what so is? Is walking in with the expectation that the original amount paid may result in a extremely... Uh, a glorifying ending. <laughs> it's, it's not a crime. It's not a crime. As long as you're not paying extra or so. <laughs> this is his attorney. Like 48 hours ago. Some type of sexual activity. It's not a crime. And so at the end of the day. At the end of the night. Not the day. This happens typically at night or so. Uh, that's another thing that would affect Connie. Doing something or saying something or being away. That... Uh, I, that's all I'm going to play of the attorney. This, this is absolutely disastrous for Deshaun Watson's camp. This guy comes out and, and he's handled this thing really well from an attorney perspective, from a defending your client perspective. But this dude coming out and saying, if I don't know about your audience, basically is either offending or not offending this guy's audience. Like I'm not sure about your audience, but there are some audiences out there. I don't know about the fantasy football show audience. We're gonna test that audience right now. I'm not sure how many of you have had a massage that may have happened to have a glorious ending. <laughs> if it had a glorious ending, it's not a crime, <laughs> according to this attorney. It's not a crime. <laughs> it's not a crime. Like, maybe under a magnifying glass and somebody said, this is, whatever happens here is nothing to do with what I'm about to pay. Like, the amount of detail that would have to unfold into, a you know, this conversation. Well, instead of happy, and we're calling them glorious endings. Instead of, <laughs> to have a glorious ending, if, You'd have to have this weird, drawn-out conversation to say, if you, if you like me and I like you, at the end of this, this has nothing to do with the money. Like, there's, this is absolutely ridiculous. This, his attorney is coming out, throwing him under the bus. I mean, we all knew this was going on, but for the people defending Deshaun Watson as if he's innocent, as if he hasn't done a thing wrong, that everything has been made up, um, that everything... And, and and I'm not necessarily judging this piece of it for Deshaun Watson. What it's about is more of the 
the uh, he said she said uh, around the um, consensual stuff that may have occurred between the two of them. It's bad if you read the the complaints. If the complaints are true at all, if there's any truth to it, and there have been some admissions that some of the parts of it are true, they're just how they happened is how Deshaun's explaining it's different than how the 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 reported victim is is describing it. But this is absolutely crazy. Yes, and then Watson reportedly offered all 22 before it grew to 24. No pun intended. He offered every indiv- individual, it sounds like, $100,000 to settle. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. This is not looking good. And this attorney absolutely threw his client under the bus. And it's not looking good for Deshaun Watson. Um... And, 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 you know, here here's the bigger thing that you need to be worried about if you're Deshaun Watson prospective owner or you're a supporter of Deshaun or you're wanting this to end well for him or you're a Browns fan. <laughs> you're like, we've mortgaged our future. This is going to go down as the worst trade in the history of the NFL if this thing gets, if this, this contract gets voided or doesn't get voided. If he never plays again or never plays for the Browns ever again, this man is going to be the worst trade ever in the history of the NFL. Not only did you mortgage your future with draft capital that cripples the organization in, for the next decade, the next decade, but you have surrendered $230 million of guaranteed money, which they're going to try and void. If at all Watson's suspension can be tied to the two new cases his contract reportedly, according to these reports we're seeing, we haven't validated it ourselves with our in-house counsel to look over the contract. But from what I'm gathering, this is this is me gathering, it the 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 contract is probably written in a way that says if there are two if there are potentially any sort of suspension or discipline at all relating to the new cases that could arise, which are the two new ones then they can void the contract. So here, here, barring criminal conviction, the contract can't be voided. Who said, Chris? Chris, who said? Uh, what I'm trying to tell you is, in the contract, we believe there's verbiage that speaks to any new potential cases that arise in a suspension. Think about it, Chris, for a second. I know you're speaking from like a matter of fact here, but you you can't because... This new, these two new cases have nothing to do with anything they've talked about with Deshaun Watson. So they've come out and said this, Chris. They've come out and said that if, and this is from NBC. I know ESPN, I know a lot of people are, are reporting all these different things, but it is very, very likely that they could void this contract if, in fact, they can tie his suspension to different situations that are that have come up that have, even if it's just civil. There, there. If there's crimes being committed and he's potentially being suspended for those crimes that have nothing to do with the 22 other cases, doesn't matter if it's a consolidated case. Two new cases are brand new, Chris. They're brand new. They're two brand new cases. Not to mention, Chris, the DA will immediately look at these two cases and try and determine if there's any potential to take this to the grand jury and take it down the criminal track. Because, because, Chris, these have nothing to do with the other 22 cases. The DA decides, not the, the, the attorneys for the defendants, not Watson's camp, nobody. 
The DA decides whether the two new introduced cases have different evidence, enough evidence to go down the criminal track. The criminal stuff isn't gone. Just because he didn't get brought up on charges and was not, there was no ability to indict him on the 10 or 11 criminal situations that developed, that does not mean that other future cases can't go down the criminal track. I get what you're saying, Chris. A lot of people are saying can't be voided. It most certainly could be voided. It needs to be looked at. It's determination. It's legal jargon. You take this into a court of law and have the 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 judge decide what can or can't be done. It's certainly not clear as day, which is what I'm trying to emphasize here, Chris. If there is a report out there, ESPN, anybody saying most likely can't be voided, that's ridiculous to say because it'll go to a judge. A judge will determine whether it's likely or not likely. There's nothing, there's no verbiage that says this can or cannot be voided. There's If there's crimes that have been committed, then this man, and, and here's the bigger thing, 66 women Watson has set up these situations with 24 potential cases right now are still sitting there on the civil track being looked at, right? But how many more are going to emerge from the 66 or more women that these these situations were set up for even more disturbing or I don't I shouldn't say more disturbing but even as concerning is there are reports that the Texans knew about all this and enabled all of these meetings the Texans provided Deshaun Watson with non-disclosure agreements to give the individuals the Texans reportedly provided the hotel rooms for the massages to take place the Texans sound like they're very complicit in what was going on um, class action style lawsuit. It can't be a class action lawsuit. And that's why it's a consolidation lawsuit. We've already talked about that a ton. Jeremy, I've had an attorney on. We broke this down. Tony, the tiger broke this down. This is not a class action. It's not going toward a class action in order to pull in a class action. You'd have to literally have all the individuals that may or may not have been affected, you know, or may have been affected and, to know where or how many that, that that was one of the concerning things that I heard is that because there was this number here you didn't you didn't necessarily have the ability to pull in all the individuals and give them an opportunity to jump into a class action so they couldn't even develop a class action around this situation from what I've heard and what I've gathered so we will see what happens um <clears throat> it's crazy it's crazy what's crazy is when people come in and just defend them you know, like, this is an insane situation, and it's getting worse. It's really hard to defend him. It's really hard to defend him. I'm not saying it's definitely innocent until proven guilty, but this guy put the NFL in some crazy light, and the NFL is not going to have it. He suspe- I would say the likelihood of him playing a game, a single game in 2022, is now dwindling down to the 10 to 15% uh, uh, odds if I had to guess. And I'd also say the odds of Deshaun Watson ever playing again are at best 50%. And I know that might be a knee-jerk reaction by me, but if this thing unravels at all and gets any worse, if the 66 number feeds into that 24 case number and that presents even more potential criminal looks at this, a little looksy-poo at the criminal side of this, then all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson starts looking like he's never playing football again. So this could get out of control really quickly, and it's crazy. <clears throat> um. Anyway, where were we at? 
We aren't. What are you talking about, Smitty's hat? What are you talking about? Smitty is a simp. What does that? What does that even mean, bro? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say um, that you're gone from the channel? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? I think that's what you just said. Boom. Now, now you're gone. No longer do you have to worry about me bothering you. I thought Smitty's hat was a fan. I thought he named his his username after my hat because he was a fan. Apparently he's not, but apparently he's gone. No, the NFL did it to themselves again, says Mr. B. Baker will not play there. Yeah, it sounds more and more like Baker. Here's a report right here. Uh, Baker Mayfield um, has been excused from mandatory minicamp. I thought maybe they'd try and repair this. Uh, Cooper Cup and the Rams reached an agreement on a three-year extension. This is breaking news. Uh, let me put this on screen right here. Cooper Cup signs a $110 million deal. Wow. Cooper Cup signing the big, getting the bag. Let's go ahead and bring up uh, this news right here. Cooper Cup. The tone has been set. Breaking news. Breaking news. Cooper Cup signing his big whopping monster contract extension. Setting the tone for every other wide receiver out there that's trying to get the bag. Uh, Let's take a look at this deal. I don't know that we're going to have extreme details on the actual contract, but let me pull this up and put it on screen here. Adam Schefter, 32 seconds to go. Cooper Cup and the Rams have reached an agreement today on a three-year extension that ties him to L.A. for the next five years at $110 million and allows him to assume his rightful place among the NFL's highest-paid wide receivers per source. Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup wrapped up 48 hours apart. We knew that we were waiting on the Cooper Cup deal because of the Donald deal. They needed to know what they're, they were uh, working with money-wise. But Cooper Cup is setting the tone. Now it's DK Metcalf. Now it's McLaurin. Now it's Debo Samuel. Drama potentially kicking into high gear again. Cooper Cup getting his monster contract extension. Well-deserved. Triple crown winner. Let's go, Cooper Cup. Round of applause for Cooper Cup. We're going we're gonna to Smitty approve Cooper Cup and his new contract. Well-deserved, pal. Just been Smitty approved. And he's also got a very undervalued dynasty value, in my opinion. I think Cooper Cup in Dynasty should be ranked around three or four. I don't mind CeeDee Lamb being number three, and you put Cooper Cup at four, but Cooper Cup's got two or three elite years left. That's a long time in Dynasty. Too many of you play for five, six, seven years down the road, and your league crumbles after three years, especially if you're starting a brand new Dynasty startup with a couple of your boys and a couple new boys you don't know very well and you're like I don't know could this league last yeah it seems like it's a good group group of guys doesn't matter what you think do you know them have you played in a long league with these individuals if not guess what a couple people trade their future away a couple people crap the bed in year one draft horribly and then they don't do well their second year then heading into their third year they're like oh yeah I can't play anymore. I've got too much on my plate. I'm sorry, Bob. I got to leave the league. They leave the league, okay? And then guess what? They, they they join another league. They leave the league, join another league, and they bail. And, and they screw their team up. And they can't handle it anymore. Then after a, a couple turnover roster you know, acquisitions or uh, takeovers, roster takeovers, then the league just crumbles because you can't find replacements anymore. 
Cooper Cup deserves to be in the top three or four in dynasty wide receivers. Don't worry about two to three years. That's a long time. So congrats to Cooper Cup. Getting that bag. Getting that bag. Baker Mayfield looks like maybe a release is on the horizon. Maybe he gets to go to Seattle. I would absolutely love Baker Mayfield to head to Seattle. Help protect DK Metcalf's value. Help protect... Uh, uh, Kenneth Walker and stretch the field a little bit even though it's Baker Baker letter maker interception maker not so much TD maker he's still efficient enough to move the football down the field he still was allow allowing the Cleveland Browns to run the football very well I think he'd be a pretty decent addition for the the Seahawks to protect themselves in case Drew Locke isn't what you know they apparently think he is I don't see how Drew Locke can develop but we'll see you know, stranger things have happened. Bigger comebacks have happened before. DK Metcalf, uh, remember I said yesterday, maybe this man didn't show up because of foot rehab and he was going to get excused. Not the case. According to Pro Football Talk, DK Metcalf's absence to mandatory minicamp was unexcused. This might be the makings of a potential holdout. How far does he take it? Depends how much he can afford. If he's going to get a big bag because of it, he might afford be able to afford a little bit of a holdout. But in the end, these players can't hold out for very long. That costs them too much money. We'll see what happens with this deal. Mandatory minicamp. He's missing it. He's missing a piece of it. I think this costs him about ninety grand. But DK Metcalf wants the bag. The strange part is DK Metcalf showed up to voluntary workouts, to a lot of the voluntary workouts, but he's not showing up for the the big deal. Now, it sounds like DK Metcalf and the Seahawks are very much close to being on the same page. I think that maybe the Cooper Cup deal is definitely going to speed things along for one of these wide receivers, probably DK Metcalf, probably not Debo, but hopefully both of them. Hopefully the Niners say, let's get a deal done. Every time a wide receiver like this signs an extension, Debo Samuel's expectations go up. The problem is, I don't think the Niners' pocketbook is going to change. The amount of money they have earmarked toward a Debo Samuel extension is what it is. The Niners aren't budging. They're not negotiating. They're going to bring a certain amount to the table and say, here you go, Debo. And Debo's going to go, but Cooper Cup signed a big deal. A.J. Brown just got that deal. And now uh, uh, McLaurin might get a deal. Like, he's sitting there. Debo's sitting there going, I want more money. I want more money. I'm tired of watching everybody get the bag. And the Niners are going to come in and lowball him slightly. And I think it's going to piss him off. And I don't know how far he can take it. I don't know how far he's willing to take it. He doesn't really have any leverage whatsoever. But we'll see what happens. DK Metcalf, get this man signed, Pete Carroll. Do it now. He's there to stretch the field. He's there to help your boy Drew Locke, who you believe in. He's there to lure in Baker Mayfield. Sign DK Metcalf to a $65 million guaranteed deal on four years. Get him in the door. He's well worth it. You're building around him. You're building around Kenny Walker. Let's go, Pete Carroll. Get your shiat together. Now you got Russell Wilson asking for an astronomical amount of money. He wants to be paid the highest amount of money in the NFL. Russell Wilson's uh, breaching a $300-something million deal that he wants, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Maybe that's what the new ownership's going to do right away is come in and just blast uh, Russell Wilson with a big contract extension that he can't turn down. Who knows? Who knows? I think they probably want to see what's up. They probably want to see what he can do. Maybe 
They offer him a, a, an extension right away. I don't know. Maybe they say, let's wait a year and we'll see. I don't think Russell Wilson's holding out or anything crazy, but you never know. You never know. DK Metcalf wasn't set to hold out. DK Metcalf showed up to voluntary workouts and now DK Metcalf, apparently this excuse, this, un, this is unexcused. The, the missing of mandatory mini camp day one and two, unexcused, unexcused according to this report from Pro Football Talk. So DK's breaching on a holdout. He's he's on the verge of a holdout. And we'll see where this goes. Uh, so Cooper Cup signing his big monster deal. Najee Harris, we don't like to hear this as fantasy football fans. The Steelers and Najee Harris are discussing reducing his role on certain downs. Look, I want him to be more efficient and get less work. That's how you stay healthy. So this could be nothing more than that. As long as he's getting more yards per carry, they can dial him back a little bit. We don't want him to get burned out, uh, overused. He was used so much last year. This could be a good thing. We just hope it doesn't get out of control where they dial him back a whole bunch. But, you know, I don't mind the man staying healthy. So we'll see where this goes. Doesn't really change my thinking. Um, we have this weight this weight gain news that, that people jumped on real quick, saying that he's up 14 pounds. He wasn't up 14 pounds. He paid it, played at 240 pounds. It really offended him, too, when it came out. This report came out. Uh, he had gained four pounds of muscle and played at 240, and he's 244. So this report was really off base. A lot of stuff hitting Najee's value, just giving him a little bit of a downtick in ADP value, which is good. If you can get Najee at seven overall, you're stealing him away. He's number two or three for me in 2022. So, you know, I I love I love Najee Harris. I'm, I'm all about Najee in 2022. But get him as late as you can. If you can get him at six or seven overall, you're stealing him away. You're absolutely stealing him away. Um, Saquon Barkley says his body feels good and that he's trusting his knee heading into 2022. This goes to show that, guys, you're always going to hear a player coming off an ACL injury talking as if they trust their knee, they're ready to go in year one. J.K. Dobbins, stay clear of J.K. Dobbins. We're already hearing rumblings that he may not be ready. J.K. Dobbins is an injury-prone player coming off an ACL tear that's in a running back by committee, by design, and he's in an offense where his quarterback vultures touchdowns. And there's Gus the Bus there who's coming back from an ACL tear. There's this rookie Batty that I like. If you're going to go after anybody, go after Batty. Um, This is not a great situation, yet people continue to go down the J.K. Dobbins rabbit hole. Don't do it. Don't do it. And Barkley is evidence of that. You don't know what you're going to get year one coming off of a torn ACL, especially a guy like like J.K. Dobbins. He's very injury prone. I like him. I like him a lot. I liked him a lot heading into his rookie year. You know, but it is what it is. You tear your ACL, your your career gets a little derailed. You're in an offense that's a running back by committee by design. They're not going to change. They're going to run the ball a lot this year, but it's a running back by committee. They're also going to force the running back situation a little more than they should. And we've seen in the past when the Ravens try and change the game plan, it's not good for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, admittedly, is a horrible practice player. He's not somebody you want to confine and put into too much of a game plan. Okay, let's just run the ball a ton now. Let's trade away his top option, a wide receiver in Hollywood Brown. And let's just run the ball a whole bunch more when we've got an injured stable of running backs. Like, does anybody else feel a little more concerned about the Ravens' game plan than I do? Everybody just assumes they had a good draft. Guess who had a good draft last year? Guess who had a marvelous draft on the defensive side of the football and pretty much all over and people said I was crazy for saying that they're going to have a horrible season. 
the Cleveland Browns. I said the Cleveland Browns would fall apart. Everybody said I was crazy. Baker is looking pretty good. The running game, the the, the, the draft, they had a phenomenal draft. Tell me how they're going to fail, Smitty. They failed. They fell apart. The Ravens aren't necessarily, I believe, on the same exact track of falling apart on the same path, using the same blueprint, but they're in a position where... They look of they look very similar to the Browns last year in that they they don't they have a couple things that can that are very concerning. Number one, getting rid of Hollywood Brown was not a good move. It was not a good move for this team who now has to worry about whether they can give Lamar Jackson the consistency he needs through Bateman and other players that are yet to be proven. Hollywood was proven. Lamar Jackson can be up and down. And if you try and control him and and have him run less or you want him to throw less, it throws his game off. Every time Lamar Jackson's been, been by design, tried to be controlled or curbed back or... Uh, uh, you know, they cater to other parts of the offense over Lamar, like trading away his wide receiver. It hasn't ended well for the Ravens. So I don't like this game plan. I'm more worried about the Ravens than other people are. And so I'm kind of staying away from from Raven players. And this has, uh, you know, speaking of Lamar, um, Lamar Jackson is expected to report to mandatory minicamp next week. This is not a surprise because it is Lamar Jackson that doesn't want to sign his contract extension. It's Lamar Jackson that wants to be franchise tagged potentially for two more years after his fifth year option. It's Lamar Jackson that wants to be the guy that gets the big deal down the road. He doesn't have an agent. Lamar Jackson is going to show up because he's the one not coming to the table. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm going to say stay away from Saquon Barkley. I'm not saying that Saquon Barkley can't have a good rebound year. I'm not saying Saquon Barkley can't uh, be a high-end running back two with upside to be a running back one. But I certainly feel like until he proves himself, he, like JK, isn't in a good spot. Saquon Barkley has a bad offense. He has a quarterback that vultures touchdowns. He has a quarterback I don't trust. I don't trust the defense. I don't trust anything about the Giants offense. And I certainly don't trust that they're going to live in the red zone. So Saquon Barkley is a complete avoid for me. I just feel like 10 times out of 10, there are not one or two players that always fall ahead and and available uh, above Barkley. Like Kenneth Walker's always there when Barkley's about to be taken. Like if I've got to take Barkley, I'm in a position where I'm considering Barkley then you have you have Kenny Walker sitting there. You have potentially Brees Hall sitting there. You have Josh Allen, Herbert, or Burrow sitting there. These are players that I 10 times out of 10 would take over Saquon Barkley. So that's why I kind of say I'm all I'm out on Saquon Barkley. I just don't see a situation where he's going to be the the best guy available to me. So I'm going to stay away from from Saquon Barkley. We got a, le- a lot of Leonard Fournette uh debate still going on. Um I'm, I'm telling you right now, guys. First of all, I'm done talking about it and trying to convince people that want to take Fournette in round two that it's not a good idea. If you if you literally can't hear me when I say to to and Brian, I love you, pal. I'm not sure if you're what you're saying on the topic, but if you can't hear me when I say if you like Fournette, trust your gut, but use common sense to get him as late as possible. Taking Leonard Fournette in round two is not using common sense to get him as late as possible. 
So what I'm trying to tell you is that trust your gut if you like Leonard Fournette. I'm not trying to convince you to not take Leonard Fournette. But when you keep defending second round value or anyone that defends 2.12 or 3.1 value, you're not hearing me when I'm saying use it, use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. Let somebody else take Leonard Fournette. If they snipe him away, they snipe him away. I can guarantee you if you're drafting in five or six leagues, maybe there is one person that's going to overdraft Fournette and you lose out on Fournette. But you don't want to own a single player in a bunch of leagues anyway. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. I guarantee you if you're playing four, five, or six leagues, you're going to have a league or two where what I'm telling you works out. And if you wait on Fournette, I wouldn't draft him at all. But if he's your guy and you don't want to listen to me and you want to take him, at least listen to me and let him fall because in two or three of those five leagues, he will fall to an appropriate place where at least you're not ruining and destroying your chances of winning your league because you're taking Leonard Fournette in the in the freaking second round, which is a complete garbage pick. It's a garbage pick. Absolute garbage. Um, Just wait, wait. Is all I'm telling you. And I'm done with it. I'm done talking about Fournette. There's only so much. There's only so much I can. I can only get through to so many of you. On this Leonard Fournette topic. No. No Fournette. No Barkley. Not unless they fall to a ridiculous value. And second and third round. Is not that value pal. It's not. Let's get to the voice messages. And then we'll move on. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail. At the fantasy football show. On the gram. Tell your grandma. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, this is from uh, Silver. Um, let's see here. Silver had this to say, I think. Hey, what's up, Smitty Silver? I got one for you, man. All y'all talking all that mess out there in that chat. Put your... Put your money where your mouth is, whatever you want to say. We ain't going to do the money. You're going to be a man, bud. Duvernay's going to outscore Bateman. You want to go against me on it? Whoever loses, shave your whole head bald and your beard, everything. Who wants it? Somebody want a piece of this? Rashad Bateman ain't a squad, dude. You're going to learn on it. Rashad Bateman. Silver is is challenging anybody to a Rashad Bateman versus uh, versus uh, Devernay. Um, so, so drop, drop a challenge in here for silver. Smitty, what's the percentage of Watson playing this year? Be real with us. Uh, as I said, at the top of the show, 10%, maybe at this point, it's unraveling quick, bro. Like I was at a 15, 20%, I think yesterday it's unraveling quick. The fact that his attorney came out and said what he said, it's all looking bad, bro. It's all looking bad. Um, if another case comes out, every time another case comes out, it just shoots down the odds of him playing this year. And my concern is that if these new cases cause, well, I I guess my concern, it's not my concern. It's the Browns concern. The Browns need to be looking heavily into the idea of voiding his contract. And there is reportedly a pro football talk, uh, uh, Florio, who's an, who's a former attorney. So he can speak a little bit with a little bit of authority on this matter and contracts and such. Um, is reporting that if there is a one of these new cases results in Watson being suspended, one of the new cases, the, the 23rd and 24th case, there is a potential for the Browns to void his contract because 
of those two situations. So look look for that to, to unravel. But I'd say 10, 10% chance maybe that he plays in 2022 at all, even one game. And I'd say 50% or it might even be dwindling there down to you know 40% chance. I don't know that he ever plays again in the NFL. What's up, Smitty? Historically, year over year in fantasy football, the wide receiver only retains uh, top 12 position less than 40% of the time. So with that in mind, historically, the top five being Cup, Debo, Demonte Adams, Chase, and Jefferson, historically two or three of those won't make it as a number one wide receiver in 2022. So give me your top three of those five that don't repeat as a top 12. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I don't know, bro. If, I, if I'm looking at range, I don't know if I'm going to give you an exact number because I'm not necessarily prescribing to percentages like that year over year being you know exact or that you can transfer it all over. But looking at the top 12 wide receivers ranked in general, um, if I look at rankings, I'd say the guys that are concerning to me, uh, probably Mike Evans with an injury history, Keenan Allen with an injury history. Um, I'd probably say uh, Devontae Adams, a little bit of injury history and changing teams. Tyreek Hill, a little bit of an injury history. I'm not too worried about Cooper Cup. I'm not worried about Jefferson. I'm not worried about Chase. Injury can strike any player, so I'm not saying those guys aren't potential victims to an injury that, keep, that takes them out for the year. A.J. Brown. As much as I love A.J. Brown, as much as I draft him in the late second to early third all the time in mock drafts, A.J. Brown has some serious knee issues that seem to continue to pop up. Uh, I think those are a, a good li- That's a good list of players. Debo Samuel got a lot of run in between the tackles last year. Do I think Debo has, is a strong bet to miss a handful of games? I'd say not a strong bet, but it's a possibility. And that's why, you know, Iuke and Danny Gray are going to be so important in 2022. Uh, Joseph with the super chat. Joseph says Lenny a 2023 first and the 4.1 uh, for David Montgomery and the 2.2 10 team one QB PPR startup. My running backs are Chubb and Aaron Jones. So you're getting uh, what are you doing here, Lenny in a 2023 first and a 4.1 for Monty and the 2.2. I mean, honestly, I like Monty more than I like Leonard Fournette. And I know that some of you in here are going to absolutely lose your minds over that. But that's just how I feel. I'm not. I think Fournette's going to lose his job. I mean, he's already way overweight. He's dropping footballs. And Rashad White is hunt, hunting for his job. Um, I, I And the best wide receiver of all the running backs in the entire 2022 NFL draft class. Uh, but, but I say... I'd say... It depends on this pick, bro. Like, is the is the first rounder potentially a top five pick? Then I'd rather probably have that pick over Montgomery. Um, if you just took the picks out of it, which you should be able to do, because according to this chat, Leonard Fournette's the 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 man. I don't know why you can't do this. I don't know why you can't do this without without the the picks being involved. So I'm going to go ahead and say I, I don't think I trade Fournette and the first rounder because it sounds like four round, uh, Fournette has more value than that, bro. So no. Thanks, Mitty. Everyone's got some summer LBs. Bro, everybody's got some summer LBs, but this looks like Eddie Lacy out there on the field, bro. Leonard Fournette put on more than a couple summer LBs 
and he's also dropping the football. He's got a history of disappointing. He got ousted out of Jacksonville, not only because of of, of physical reasons that they got rid of him and, and they, they wanted him to, to do different things that he couldn't do. And, and basically, it was a head case situation. It was a cancerous locker room type of situation. They gave him warning after warning, and they finally had enough, and Jacksonville got rid of him. He's a disappointment. He's been a disappointment. If you're going to put your season on the line, and you most certainly are in second-round territory, why? Why? Why not take Rashad? Don't don't give me that you can just cuff him. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Rashad White and and snipe you, and you're only gonna have Leonard Fournette. Um, Najee weighs more and is one one inch taller. Don't talk about Najee, bro. Najee's fit as can be. You just you can't say things like that though, Brian. You can't just be like, well, you know, that truck is the same weight as that car, and that car is a piece of junk. And that truck is a beast. Like it doesn't. You can't. You can't compare Najee Harris, who's ripped, a machine, an absolute machine, a pass catching monster, and then just compare their weights and expect it all to hold water, bro. The argument's not there. It's not there. Najee. You can't compare Najee Harris to Leonard Fournette. And you got to compare pound for pound the individual and where they're used to playing at. It's Brian. It's all about playing weight. It's all about playing weight. If you're not used to playing at a certain weight and you gain weight, you get hurt. If 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 Leonard Fournette doesn't trim down, which he probably could trim down, but if Leonard Fournette didn't trim down, he would 100% get hurt. If Najee Harris ballooned up to 250, he would get hurt. If Aaron Jones weighed 15 pounds more than normal from his current bulked up weight that he does play well at, he would get hurt. Every running back will get hurt if they play 10, 15 pounds heavier. It's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> Andy. What's up, Smitty? Historically, year over year in fantasy football. Oh, uh, he already oh, asked that question. Sorry. And also, uh, Smitty, this is Terry, by the way. Yep. Terry. Hey, Smitty. Trade was sent to me. An offer was uh, for CeeDee Lamb for a Two twenty-two first-round picks in twenty twenty-three. Um, one of them more likely would be a one hundred one. The other one probably around a one hundred four. And also a twenty twenty-five first-round oh, pick God. Um, for CD Lamb. See, this is tough. What do you think? Am I crazy? This is for Dynasty, obviously. This um, is. Let me know. Thanks. This is tough because if you if you think you're getting the one point one and the one point four and a twenty twenty-five. You got to take that for one player like CD Lamb. As much as I love CD Lamb, but you got to be certain, bro. You can't come back to me next year and be like, "Yeah, the guy's team. Here's who he had, and he had this monster squad." And it's like there's no shot at you getting the 1.1. You were talking yourself into it. You got to be honest with yourself. If it can be the 1.1 and 1.4, you are cleaning up. Unfortunately, I say that unfortunately because I don't want you trading CD Lamb. But you're cleaning up if you're getting the 1.1 and 1.4 for CD Lamb. The, the the part the hard part is, man, it's going to suck watching Lamb blow up. And it's going to suck not having any of that value right now. So it's going to burn. It's going to feel like you made a mistake. Um, but if it is, in fact, I'm only answering yes if it's the 1.1 and 1.4. Or if it was the 1.1 guaranteed and 1.6. Like, I'm still fine with it. If it was As long as it's the 1.1. If you come away with a 2.4 and 2.6, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. If you don't get the 1.1 
somewhere in that. And I don't, it doesn't have to be exact 1.1 and 1.4, but 1.1 and 1.6, 1.1, 1.7, I'd even be okay with. It's all about that 1.1, bro. Like even the 1.2, I'd hesitate because I think Lamb can be that good. And I don't know for certainty that we're going to love two of the running backs and their landing spots enough to say it's better than C.D. Lamb. It has to be the 1.1. Has to be. Also, that would give me a total of uh, three picks for 2023, and that includes my own as well. And uh, adding with that the 2025 first that he's uh, throwing it on top of that. Let me know. Thanks. Thanks, you, you know, You know what I would do? I wonder if you can do this. Tell them that it's a done deal as long as it becomes the 1.1. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can put a contingency in there. But, like, I would say locked and loaded no matter how good CD Lamb looks. It is the 1.1. You give me the 1.1. You might even be able to put a contingency in there to say that, that he keeps the 1.4 or whatever that other pick is. If you assuming you get the 1.1. I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to like not have you throw CeeDee Lamb away. Not really understand the entire situation and, and then watch you get the 1.4 and 1.5. And, and then I don't like the deal at all. Uh, Jason says he had a super chat. Sorry, Jason. I'll look for it right now, pal. I'm um, sorry if I if I missed it. Joseph, thank you for the super chat. Jason, I'm going for it. I'm going for it, buddy. I'm sorry. Sometimes the chat is so crazy uh, that it goes right by. Jason, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you, Jason, for the super chat. I really appreciate you, pal. Are you still here? I think you are. In a half point PPR Superflex Dynasty. Superflex. It's right here. Um, rookie draft with a 1.3. Assuming London and Walker fall to me, who do you take? At that 1.3. It's not a quarterback. It's, it, even even if you really needed a quarterback, I don't like the quarterbacks. I'm not taking the I'm letting the I'm in a super flex. I'm letting the quarterbacks, if they can, cloudy up the draft as much as they can so I can take advantage of it with the skill position players. Um Walker. Walker's my Walker's quietly my number one rookie, bro. So Brees Hall from that 1.1, I'm taking Brees Hall. You know, because you rarely get that 1.1. And Walker falls so much that I'm going to get a lot of shares of Walker no matter what. So I'm taking I'm taking Hall at one. Um, he's qui- Walker's quietly my number one overall rookie, though. So at 1.2, I can't think of a scenario, even if I needed wide receivers, where I'm not drafting Kenneth Walker at 1.2 every single time that he falls. So my, my, my answer is clear. Take Walker. Don't hesitate. Um, if anything... Even if you needed wide receivers, I like London, but I think you're going to be able to trade Walker for a better wide receiver than Drake London. Now, if you're a London guy and you feel the way I feel about Walker about London, then trust your gut and go London. But I'm definitely, definitely drafting Walker, bro. Absolutely love him. It's going to absolutely explode. Appreciate the super chat, pal. Terry. Terry here, Smitty. So it looks like uh, and sounds like uh, the absence of DK Metcalf is now uh, gearing towards uh, related to the uh, contract uh, negotiations. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so already addressed this. Unfortunately, it it looks like that's the case. Um, We thought maybe it was going to be rehab-related. Jimmy G's was rehab-related. DK did show up to voluntary workouts, a lot of them, so it was weird that he would just all of a sudden draw the line here, but we don't often know the circumstances of the back-end conversations, and apparently DK is under the impression that something was going to maybe be further along. So now it's you know now it's it's time to to hope that DK ends up getting his big monster deal. 
I don't want him being traded. I don't want him being traded. I like DK Metcalf in Seattle. I like him there to help protect Walker and stretch the field. Um, I think he's the kind of wide receiver that can survive a little better than the average wide receiver with no elite quarterback. He's that kind of player that can go up and get a 50-50 jump ball. He can go up and get an errantly thrown pass that Locke might deliver to him. I'm hoping Baker gets cut and then the Seattle Seahawks sign Baker Mayfield. Um, There's a potential they could still trade him. I see Aaron saying hope DK gets traded. But a trade probably would have happened when there was draft capital to hold on to and utilize and actually spend in the in the, the previous and most recent NFL draft. Um, giving up DK for future value only. There are some scenarios where that's going to make sense, you know, because they are potentially building for the future, right? But I think the drafting of the offensive line, they drafted two offensive pieces in the first uh, three picks, which is awesome. And then Walker was the other player. Um, that they drafted. This is they're building. They're building for the now. They are building for the now. Even though they let Russell Wilson go, they're rebuilding and they're trying to do it as quickly as possible. They believe in Locke. We don't believe in Locke, but they believe in Locke. Unfortunately, um, but I, I just hope DK Metcalf does stay. I, I don't want him traded. I guess it depends on where he goes. Like what I want him in the in a Chargers uniform playing with Herbert. Absolutely. What I want him in Green Bay playing with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but for a year, then what happens? What happens to Watson's value? What happens to Aaron Jones? A lot of different things could get impacted by DK heading to Green Bay or something. Um, you know, so th- there aren't a lot of scenarios where I feel like DK, I would say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's sacrifice the value he kind of holds in protecting Kenny Walker and stretching the field. Let's get rid of that in order to get DK Metcalf to the moon over in this situation. Uh, the only situation I can think of would be with Herbert, playing with Justin Herbert in a Chargers uniform. That I would take. That I would double stamp right now and say, do it. Do it for Herbert. Do it for Herbie. Kenny will be okay. Kenneth Walker will be okay. Um, but I absolutely hope, that, you know, in general that doesn't happen and DK gets his deal done. Uh, Victor. Hey, Smitty, what's up? Victor here. I have a question about the possibility that can happen. I know it's pretty hard because a lot of people like CMC, like Derrick Henry, so actually, I never saw both of them out of the top six. But I think your community, this can happen in mock drafts. And I want to know okay, Kenny. what you're doing at the seventh spot when all your favorite players are gone. Like when I'm saying all your favorite players, I'm saying Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I want to know what you're doing if you're taking Dendra Swift or Joe Mix or Devontae Adams at the seventh spot. Or you can take Derrick Henry and hoping for a big game to trade him at the beginning of the season. I want to know what you're doing. Good question. I don't think you're going to find that very often. I see two super chats. I've got one from Matthew and then uh, we got one from Kenny. Kenny, thank you for the super chat. I'll get you right next and then I'll get uh, Matthews after that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be very rare that you're going to see it go that way where it's JT. You know, not, not in any particular order, but JT, Najee, Eckler, that's three. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Um, that, that that right there. So JT, Najee, Eckler, that's three. Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Cooper Cup. That's so that's six guys. It, it's hard for me to imagine all six of those going in a row without any kind of like person saying, give me Henry, give me Christian McCaffrey. Like... One of Henry or McCaffrey tend to slip into there. Um, honestly, 
you know, maybe if that ends up happening, maybe this is the one league where you put your faith in CMC and you do it one league. I always tell you guys, I don't trust Christian McCaffrey and I think you should avoid him in general. But if you play in a lot of leagues and he falls to a 7 or 8, 9, 10 spot and you're not happy like you're describing, Victor, with the players that are available, it's not a bad it's not a bad opportunity to just try a Christian McCaffrey drafting uh, built team. You know, draft built. It, it, I, that, that's where I would probably go CMC one time. Um, I think Swift is probably my second favorite option. Javante Williams. Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I'd grab my guy. I think if it were me, I'm going to go Javante. If I'm in that scenario, I'm, I either go Swift or Javante. And the only reason I go Swift is because I try and go Swift and then get Javante in the second round. But I think I go Javante only because if you think about it, I'm I'm praying that Javante falls to my next selection, right? And the question is, if I take Javante at seven, who am I getting at that other pick? Probably still a player that I find very very acceptable, you know, like a Brees Hall or um, even if that's too high, uh, let's say let's say C.D. Lamb or Adams or whoever Debo Samuel or Diggs or you know someone like that falls to that second round pick for you. Uh, but, but Javante, I just think Javante, Javante, I feel like Javante is going to be the number one or number two overall running back in 2022. And I'm just not afraid to take him at the end of the first round. I'm trying my best to get him at 2.1 or beyond as my second drafted player. You win leagues with Javante as your second drafted player. I'm trying very, very hard to be patient and allow that process to play out because it sounds like seven times out of 10, if you let Javante fall to like. 14 overall, 12 overall, 13 overall, 15 overall, seven times out of 10, he's there for you at 15, 14 overall. So, but, but in your situation at seven, will he be there at your second round pick? I don't know that he will. I don't know that he will. So I'm, I'm okay with, I'm going to say Javante or Swift. Hey, Smitty, it's your boy X here. I got a hot take for you. I think Russell Gage to start the year is going to be the wide receiver two in Tampa Bay. And he's going to end the year very hot over Chris Godwin. You got a healthy Russell Gage. And you got Tom Brady throwing to him. And you got a Chris Godwin who isn't healthy. How do you think about my hot take? I don't think it's that hot. Because Russell Gage will be the number two wide receiver. As Godwin may not even be ready for week one. Not a hot take, but I agree with you. Okay? I agree with you. Gage is going to be kind of sought after, bro. I think a lot of people are going to be all about Gage. I don't think he's going to slip by anybody. Kenny, your super chat. I'm sorry. Uh, Kenny says, traded three number ones and two number twos for Lamb. Won my league. Who's that guy getting at 1.12 and 2.12 this year? Don't uh, don't do it. Keep your stud. So this is to... um, I forget whose question was. Was it Terry's or... I forget. I think it was Terry's, maybe. Um, he was saying, don't trade CeeDee Lamb for those picks. I, I don't totally disagree with what Kenny's saying. but and, and like I said, unless you could guarantee me it was the 1.1, I don't want to do it. I want to keep CeeDee Lamb. So, I agree with Kenny if it can't be guaranteed in your mind that you're getting the 1.1. 
But look at Kenny. what Kenny's saying is true. He traded three first-rounders and two seconds for Lamb, won his league, and the, the picks that uh, he's given up are 1.12, 2.12. He doesn't care about those rookie picks. I, I like Rashad White there, just saying. But yeah, thank you, Kenny. 96 of you in here, please hit the thumbs up button. How many thumbs up? Hit that up? subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. How many thumbs up do we have? Can someone can someone tell me? Let's punch that thumbs up button. Uh, Jason, appreciate you and your super chatting, my man. Also about ready to sign up for the membership. How exactly does text advice work? I'll tell you how it works. Tell how it works. I get my, my, my phone line. I've got my personal phone. I've got my... My 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 cell phone. Where is it? That's not my cell phone. It's over here somewhere. But you'll basically text me, and I'm gonna carry that sucker around with me all day, Jason. And you and I are gonna have a text conversation whenever you see fit. Um, granted, you know I'm out of pocket here and there. Like be be realistic with your expectations. It's like texting a buddy, you know. Um, but but I will be available to you. And the best part, if you get that lifetime membership, Jason, you get two years free text advice along with that top-level membership, and you never pay for content again. Just saying, it's the best deal in the fantasy football space. It's all at thefantasyfootballshow.com. If anybody wants to get their thefantasyfootballshow.com membership and get their text advice, get on over there right now to thefantasyfootballshow.com and take advantage of that bad boy. Uh, Jason, I would be honored to have you on my text line, pal. Basically, what you do is you'll purchase. As soon as you purchase, you'll be directed to a form. You're going to send me your phone number immediately. And then that way you and I can get to texting, bro. So I'll send you a tech, a test text right after you do that. And then you can message me back and just save me in your phone. It's an actual phone line. It's not some kind of weird service. It's a I carry two phones around. One is actually the bat phone that you'll be texting me on. Uh, Smitty, couple missed super chats above. I'm, I'm working on them. I'm working on them. Matthew says... Uh, in your opinion, how high is too high for Swift? I would say anything higher than what we just talked about. So JT, um, Najee, Eckler, the three wide receivers that include Cup, Chase, and Jefferson, and then right there at that seven pick, I think that is the the highest I would go for Swift. But I don't mind Swift at that range. Matthew, I don't mind it at all. Thank you, one love. Appreciate the reminder on the super chats. It always helps when you guys... Uh, do remind me if I miss one. So uh, thank you, Kenny. Thank you, uh, Joseph, for your super chat. Thank you, Jason, for your super chat way up above that I already took care of. If I missed one from anybody, please let me know. And if you want to drop a super chat, of course, you can do so. We've got one spot left, I think, in the Cooper Cup League, if anybody wants to do that. That's a $20 super chat and gets you in the door. Uh, Jason, If you, I could total yours up too if you dropped another one. If you wanted that spot to be in the 96 team, eight copies of every player league. Um, I believe we got one spot left. We might have two depending on a couple people that haven't responded. But Book Bateman, Devernay, Smitty, one love versus silver. Okay, one love says that Bateman's going to outscore Devernay. Um, silver, Rap, Rapture says that, so, that uh, Devernay would outscore Bateman. The loser is going to shave their head and their facial hair and just be a cue ball and send a photo so we can put up on the uh, on the show. We'll put a graphic up. Najee to the moon. You want a moon call? To the moon. Najee. Najee deserves a moon call. Absolutely. 
uh, hey Smitty from Brian at work right now. Just thought I'd pop in and say what's up. Appreciate you, Brian. Thank you for coming in to say hi. Are we going to regret letting Eckler go that low? Who says we're letting Eckler go that low? I said no particular order. I'm okay with Eckler being number three, Mr. B. Don't pull me into that conversation. Don't pull me into that conversation, Mr. B. Hey, Smitty, can you rank uh, Dalvin, Najee, Jefferson, Jamar, and redraft? Uh, I'm going to say Najee, Chase, Jefferson, or Jefferson, Chase, and then Space, Dalvin. Because I'm kind of avoiding Dalvin this year. But I love the other the other guy, the other group. Absolutely love him. Uh Lamb Alter Ego is Lamb's Alter What who's Alter Ego? Are we calling him Taller Lamb now? Taller Lamb? Uh, half inch lamb. Lamb grew if for those that don't know or understand that joke, Lamb grew a half a half an inch over the offseason. Absolutely crazy. Grew a half inch over the offseason. Why won't I take the bait? Because I'm not going to take the bait. I like Eckler. Swift going to be the GOAT without Anthony Lynn as OC. I don't like Anthony Lynn. I think the Niners are real excited about him. Niner fans, they're excited about anybody, though. Like, they could bring over um, Matt Nagy, and they'd be like, yeah, Matt Nagy, you know, he's got a lot to offer. Like, Anthony Lynn's not good. Anthony Lynn's not good. He They, they stripped away his play call duties midway through the season, and he said that... Jamal Williams was the number one back and Swift was the second back. Like, there's a reason that I was low on Swift last year because his own offensive coordinator wouldn't back him. And and Swift was getting overdrafted. Now, Swift ended up eventually dropping an ADP and he kind of earned right around what people where people drafted him, but he certainly didn't explode from his ADP. He earned about what, what you paid, but he was getting overdrafted early in this in the offseason. And I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Lynn was not a good look. This situation was a disaster for 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 Swift last year. He wasn't getting the the run he should have been getting. Walking into 2022, it's a very different story. Now we only have injury risk to worry about with Swift. We have nothing but good things to look at, and and, and good. Uh, we have high expectations for Swift. Swift could easily be a top seven, top eight overall pick with ease in 2022. I'm very very much on board that kind of valuation. Keeper league. Keep two. Najee round two. Mahomes round five. Chubb round six. Um, because there's future keeper value involved, I'm gonna take I'm gonna keep Najee and Mahomes probably. I- I'd be tempted to go Chubb and just say you're probably gonna develop your second keeper through good drafting and just being crafty. So I- I'm I'm kind of tempted to say Chubb, but but then again, um I mean that's tough. That's tough. I'd probably say Mahomes and Najee. I, I, I like Chubb for one more year, but I don't know that I want you to burn the keeper advantage you might have in Mahomes in five. Not that Mahomes is a great value in five anyway. He's okay. He's like, that's fair market value pretty much. Maybe a, maybe a half a round better than his ADP. You know what? Go Najee and Chubb and win it. Just win it. That's good. You're gonna win. You're gonna win the bag. Trust in yourself. You're gonna have Najee as a keeper still, and you're gonna develop that second play player. Maybe it ends up being Rashad White or Kenny Walker falls, and you end up getting him in the round four or five, and he becomes your second keeper. Trusting yourself that you'll you'll fill that spot again. Najee Chubb, final answer. 
Swift bulked up. Yes, he did. Uh, check down Goff, baby. Uh, Swift is going to catch 80, 80 balls. Let's hope he stays healthy. Uh, Smitty, keep Elijah Moore or Madison. Give me Elijah Moore because you can draft Madison back pretty easily. Lynn probably thinks Devernay is a wide receiver 1-2, says Mr. B. Hunt kind of feels like he's good this year at his ADP. Yeah, you can kind of cuff Chubb and Hunt together, which is kind of nice. You couldn't do that in previous years. Cleveland top 5 O-line. Um, uh, Kevin, I don't know that I'm going to say top 5 O-line, bro. You're talking about you need to move the football down the field from the, the, the aerial side, bro. So, I don't know. I don't know what you're what you're basing this off of, but I, I would say I would say that that Chubb is probably not going to be as, as efficient as you'd want. Um that running game's going to struggle a little bit because without Watson under center and with Baker now removed from the situation, I like Brissett, but it's going to take some time, bro. It's going to take some time. Smitty, what round in a 15-round draft, do you start taking defense in redraft? Taking a defense in redraft. Um, I don't know. When you really don't like any of the players on the board. And you're like, hey, you know what? Actually, I do like this defense. Like, I've done that a couple times the last couple years. Normally, I take a defense and kicker in the last two rounds. But if I don't like who's on the board, I'm not forcing it. And there's a defense, I think, that can be. Like the Bucks a couple years ago. Uh, I knew the Bucks were going to be a steal. And I reached for the Bucks. I got them in like every draft. I they were one of my top recommends. People discredited them. They got Tom Brady. They ended up having a baller year on defense. Um, the Patriots a couple years back. Remember that amazing start? We did a mock draft where the Patriots defense was so on fire. They were winning leagues, winning weeks single-handedly. The Patriots defense, where we did a mock draft, and and the Patriots defense was drafted in the top fifteen overall. I couldn't believe it. We did a mid-season mock. It was like weeks five or six. We did like a, not quite in the middle of the season, but we did like a quarter season mock draft. I couldn't believe my my eyes. And it was more than one mock draft. People were like, they were so valuable. They took the Patriots in the top 15. Do you guys remember that? It was absolutely crazy. The Patriots were single-handedly winning fantasy weeks. Just single-handedly. They were exploding. What were the numbers on that? It was absolutely ludicrous stats. Connor has always been good when healthy. Connor could be a good touchdown uh, producer. Buck's still good D. Yeah, they are. All right, guys. Uh, how many people we got watching right now? 90 to 100 people. Please hit that thumbs up. Let's let the, the likes match the, the eyeballs. Let's do a real quick speed round with the chat. And then, uh, and then we might be close to, to to the end of the show. It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Okay, as fast as you can, answer a question, and I will reply. No long questions at all. I'm sorry, I can't deal with that today. Zeke will shine. Uh, I don't think Zeke will shine, bro. I think Zeke is at his end, bro. He's at his end. Is Bell toast? Is Bell toast with those Deshaun Watson developments? You're talking about Bell the rookie. I don't know if he's toast. I like Bell a little bit, um, but yeah, it certainly doesn't help him. He could have had a really nice little surprising rookie season had Watson played majority of the year. Uh, James Connor or Leonard Fournette? Give me Connor all day. Can Herbert take 
Monty's job. Khalil Herbert, he he won't take his job, but could Herbert get in trouble? And uh, I'm uh, I'm sorry, Monty get in trouble with injuries and and such. Yeah, and Herbert's a sneaky handcuff, like and, and sneaky standalone like guy you draft at the end of a draft. Um, I like I like Khalil Herbert a lot as a as a guy that can. I don't want to say win leagues, but he's a real solid addition. Can Herbert, uh, or I'm sorry, Pittman or DJ Moore? Give me, give me Pittman. I, I don't like the quarterback situation in Carolina. Lamb or Debo? Give me Lamb all day. I like Debo a lot, but give me Lamb all day long. He's, he's potentially first round material, whereas Debo feels like a really strong top of the second or top to middle of the second round. Um, there are a few slots apart though. Bateman or Devernay? Bateman, barely. Bateman, I'll go Bateman, but I, I don't believe in Bateman like everybody else. Hurts top five this year, absolutely in the mix for it. Will he finish top five? It wouldn't shock me if he's not. There's so many good wide receivers, but or quarterbacks, but I think uh, I think Hurts definitely has top four to seven potential. Watson two year ban, no pay after all this nonsense. Yes or no? I'm gonna say if it's two years, he's never playing again. I don't think it's gonna be two years. I think he'll be suspended like indefinitely. And that's when the Browns start digging into whether they, they can void his contract because he'll be out for 2022 and they won't know his 2023 status. It'll be very vague and they're going to want out. Uh, Mechie or Justin Ross? Give me Justin Ross. I think Justin Ross for the KC Chiefs could be the number one wide receiver in this entire wide receiver draft class. I really think that much of Justin Ross. Lands in KC. Didn't get drafted because of the back injury, but I absolutely love Justin Ross. Watson or London and redraft? Give me... Give me Watson. I think Watson's going to be force-fed by Aaron Rodgers, and he'll speed him along quicker than he does normally with rookie wide receivers. Diggs or Debo, very even. I'd probably split it. If I had two leagues side-by-side, I'd take Debo in one and Diggs in, in the other. Hollywood, Brown, or Juju? Hollywood by a mile. I'm not a big Juju fan. Changing teams, I don't know. We'll see. Bateman or Mooney? Give me Mooney all day long. Uh, Mr. B says, London, take a lap. Mr. B, you take a lap. Rank them. Cool, Mix, and Kamara. I think you mean Cook. Uh, I'm going to say probably probably Mix and Cook. Probably Mix and Cook, Kamara. Only because I feel like Kamara is definitely going to miss some time. We don't know if Cook's going to miss time. And Mixon's probably a little safer. But I don't know. I could, I could go back and forth between Cook and Mixon. But if you draft Cook, you better draft Madison. You better reach for Madison. Are we fading Mahomes this season? To a degree, yeah. I, I think Burrow, Herbert... Josh Allen, I'm picking ahead of Mahomes. Sometimes I'll mock draft Mahomes, but I don't really feel great about it after I do it. I think he's gonna he's gonna be good, but he's not gonna be third round good anymore. Not right now, until like Justin Ross emerges or something crazy. Derek Carr or Dylan or Elijah Moore standard. Derek Carr or Dylan? Is that a different car? Or Dylan or Elijah Moore? I I guess Eli- I mean I'd always go quarterback. Forgot about Mooney. That's a good one. Split percentage between Ken Walker and Penny. Um, at first, it could be 60-40 or 50-50, you know, but but eventually it's going to be like 75% or 80% Ken Walker. Um, Penny can't stay healthy. And, uh, you know, Carson's a non-factor. It's Kenny Walker's job. There's not a real concern of a split there, um, especially with Penny on the one-year deal. They're going to move on to Walker. Waddle or DK? Give me DK. But I love both of them. I think Waddle... I think I fear injury with Hill. I don't know why. Call it gut instinct, you know, only, but I just fear it. Uh, D. Williams or Ingram? 
as a cuff in Arizona, Daryl Williams. Um, probably Daryl for, for right now. I do like Ingram a little bit. Shaking my head, we're doing so good today until that one, Smitty. Watson, Mr. B, I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest with you, at this point. Like, do you know how many questions I've looked at since the last time we had this conversation? Probably 17 questions up above. And if you're talking about, what was it, Watson versus, I don't know who it was. Like, you're really going to act like Watson's a bad uh, a bad rookie selection for being the number one rookie? You were doing good until that comment, bro. Ross or Sky in KC, give me Justin Ross. Do you think Cooper Cup is the wide receiver one if Watson... Oh, do I think Cooper... Do you think Cooper is a wide receiver one if Watson plays? Oh, Mari Cooper. I'm sorry, I'm trying to like piece together which Cooper you're talking about, which Watson you're talking about. Uh, was it Cooper Cup? Is it Mar- uh, if, if if Watson plays, Watson's not playing. He, I mean, he's not. He, he might play like the second half of the season or whatever, but let's pretend he was. Yeah, he's a top 12 wide receiver. Top 12, t- top 11 to 14 wide receiver. I wouldn't call him an elite wide receiver. One, I, I say he slips into wide receiver one value without Watson. It's going to be a disaster there. He won't even be a wide receiver one. I'd say I wouldn't even draft him at his ADP uh, because I'll be expecting way less than, than wide receiver one value. Clyde Edwards, Lair, ETN, give me ETN by a mile. And that's me liking Clyde. Like Clyde's going to be a value. If Watson never plays again, does that void his trade? It depends on the suspension and why he's suspended. If it has to do with new cases, I believe that there's some grounds for the Browns to void his contract. Hollywood Brown or Mike Williams? Honestly, give me give me Hollywood, but I like Mike Williams a lot. Sleeper running back of the draft. Uh, Rashad White, if we're talking deeper. Um, uh, Algier in, in Atlanta, if you want even deeper than that. I personally like Sky, but that KC wide receiver room is a mess. It actually is a mess. Alec Pierce, um, Dotson, or Tolbert. Give me Pierce, then Tolbert. I like both of those guys a lot. Boyd this year, eh. Smitty, great work. Wipe your feet. It's time. For no, it's not. Football. Court, court. 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 I got to fix that. I got some freezing going on. But whenever the, that ends, it goes straight to that scene. Um, okay, guys. I appreciate everybody in here. This is goodbye for now until we hit a, a piece of breaking news. Then your boy Smitty goes live. I do go live every single day for the dynasty uh, uh content so if you haven't already let me drop the dynasty link right now in the in the live chat because i will be live tonight on the dynasty channel you guys need to be subscribed to the dynasty channel it's a new channel it's it's fire we go live once a day here's the link um youtube.com slash dynasty fantasy football uh subscribe now to the dynasty channel so here i'm going to pin it right now make sure you click it make sure you subscribe i'll be going live tonight to talk about who was the player we're going to talk about i forget who who i was going to bring up but go subscribe to the dynasty channel right now and comment i subscribe or i comment every (laughs) the timer the timer was throwing me off we'll go another 55 seconds um Subscribe to the Dynasty channel. I pinned it in the chat. Comment on my channel. I respond to every single comment. 
on my channel and know that I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday, doing it live, doing it for you. I work for you. Uh, yesterday, we went live four times on YouTube, four times. I did over four and a half, I think, hours of content yesterday on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to the Dynasty channel, you're missing out on that. If you're new and you're just watching, you don't ever subscribe, but you just look look up the channel, you're missing out on alerts that let you know that I'm live. I was live for four and a half plus hours yesterday on YouTube. It was a good day. So leave a comment. And make sure you subscribe to that Dynasty channel. We'll be going live later tonight. Appreciate all of you. And I might go live on the main channel again. I might. I don't know. Thanks for all the super chats, everybody. Thank you, Kenny, per usual. Kenny with the super chat. One love with the super chat. One love. I'm so sorry I didn't see this. One love. Are you still here? Uh, book, Bateman, Devernay. No, I did I did read that. Okay. Thank you, one love, for the super chat. Jason, the, the two super chats. Matthew, the super chat. Kenny, of course, the super chat. Um, Joseph, appreciate you and your super chat. Thank you, everybody, that dropped the super chat. Thank you, everybody, that dropped the comment. Thank you, everybody, that watches this show. And tell everybody about it. We're going to get to 20K here on the YouTube main channel uh, by December. We're going to get to, let's say, 5, let's say 5K by December on the Dynasty channel. Let's do it live. <laughs> 